Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warren-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on Truth Social, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Getter, Tumblr, and Link- Linktree. You can listen to our shows and download by going to warren-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers. Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And do not miss these posts on warren-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. Do not miss this post. Partakers of Christ. Partakers of Christ, the bare-knuckle fact of faith is that it is just that. Faith, you believe first, then continue to trust until it happens. Do not miss this post. American Truth of Men, Donkeys and Elephants. American Truth of Men, Donkeys and Elephants address issues that are pervasive. Truth is relative to who is speaking it. And do not miss this post, America Taking the Kingdom Away. America Taking the Kingdom Away is one article that many will not read. This frightens people. I tell you here and now, many years ago, I was bluntly told by the Lord that America as you know it will cease to exist. The latest post on warn-usa.com. Do not miss this post, kept by the Power of God series. We are on the edge of of oblivion and looking at the abyss at times. Fear, anxieties, troubles, and divisions are rife. Yet, in the center of this storm lay the presence and power of God. Do not miss this post. Righteous Relationship Secrets of God and Men, Part 2, on Sound the Shofar. We follow the righteous in this as we look at the secrets of God in this series. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising by the Watchman, Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising details a takeover of America. There's danger and intrigue. The nation is at risk. Dark forces are plotting to bring the country into the globalist new order. So you can buy your copy on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. 
and be sure to sign up for the WIBR newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com and there you can visit our Christian books and resource shop and we feature the rising. And now I welcome in the watchman. You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm inside, warm, and it's cold outside, so I'm thankful to be in where it's warm. Yeah, that's one thing about living here in our neck of the woods. Winters get cold. Yes, they do. So at any rate, here we are. This is the second full week or the first full week? Of what? November. Mm. Well, actually, this is the first full week because last week was a partial week. Thanksgiving is this month. The election is over. And we're still waiting to hear. So at any rate, you can look up all the election details and find them yourself. We're not going to repeat it. We've got other things that we need to discuss. Uh, This is about the persecuted church. And we are doing our advocacy show for the persecuted church. So just hang in there and We'll get through her. So up front, I've got the epic saga of responsibility. Now this is an article over on warn-usa.com and you'll find it over on danaglinsmith.com as well. And uh, we produce in-depth articles and... These are more than just an 800-word light go-together. These are in-depth biblical articles. Now, the thing about the epic saga of responsibility is that this is really a saga. It is, uh, well, the charge is given. The witness is revealed and the testimony has been spoken concerning these things. And the epic saga of responsibility is written as prose. I I do a number of these articles that I write it as prose. 
and uh, that's a term, poetic term that I use for the style of writing, because it's not like just a normal article. And it was on a day like others that I took to writing the saga of responsibility as it had occurred and revealed to me. The message is short and the saga is quick. But the truth can be learned if you have ears to hear and a heart to receive. For so has the Lord said unto me, Go, let a watchman be placed, and let him give word of what he sees. Now you can find that in Isaiah 21.6. So the saga begins. For over two decades as a watchman, my call coming in 1997 regarding my end-time work, which was yet to be. As this saga began, it also does not negate the beginning of the ministry and calling, preceding events which go back to the mid-70s. And I have preached extensively, warned exclusively, and taught without hesitation. I have witnessed what was revealed to me which would occur to this nation and its people, yet the end has not come. But it was on Pentecost 2017, the Lord gave me what I call the saga of responsibility. The method of writing which is employed here has been used before and will be so used again. A saga, a prose, and a lesson, which if you take time to, reveal, to read, it will reveal itself. And so that is... The epic saga of responsibility, that is an intro to it. And you can read the rest of this saga and get into this over on warn-usa.com or danaglennsmith.com. And you will find the Word of God in it. And it will be interesting and it will move smoothly and fast and it will have a lesson within it. So go on over to danaglennsmith.com or warn-usa.com and read the epic saga of responsibility and share it with your friends. Now Tower, we're coming up to Hong Kong. Okay. And, you know, I'm used to Hong Kong not being threatened. Oh, I know. And that is a popular um, place for Americans to go. It was. I'm. Yeah, not sure I don't the know status. if they do anymore. There was a lot of people conducting businesses there. Well, there was. And, of course, very, very high on the. Uh, technology front. So this is about the, Rev the Reverend Gary Peng Moon Yuen. And uh, he had been arrested and detained for sedition. And that's how this whole thing began. This story comes via persecution.org. 
and this dates back to last month. He was convicted and sentenced to one year in prison. You know, one thing we've noticed now, Tower, we've seen this time and time again where people get in trouble and they go through uh, a court of some kind and they don't have much of a say-so. Right. And before you know it, it's over and they're heading to prison. Yes. And and that is the way justice is in a lot of parts of the world. And once you're locked up, half the time, nobody knows where you're at. And you're never heard from again. Yeah, many times. So he declared himself victorious in terms of safeguarding conscience, defending freedoms, human rights, and rule of law. He believed that history would acquit him. He was arrested by Hong Kong's National Security Police. Now remember, this just isn't for Hong Kong anymore. This is for China. So these are real, you know, communist uh, type security police. And I remember when this first happened, and so this is one of the reasons we wanted to cover it, because he had gone, his attendance was at a January 4th hearing, where there was a vigil com commemorating Tenement's, the Tenement Massacre. And organizer Chow Hang Tung was being sentenced for inciting others to join the banned event. And the arrest came following Beijing's imposition of draconian national security laws in Hong Kong in 2020. And of course, they've been cracking down ever since. Now, a Catholic clergy from Hong Kong told International Christian Concern that since the national security laws come into effect in July 2020, people in Hong Kong do not dare to share or like anything on Facebook that may offend the government. That's sad. Yeah, you that they lost even... their freedom of speech. Yeah. <clears throat> and so... Reverend Pang's hearing took place on September 15th. He represented himself, and he slammed the city's legal system, system calling it a hole in the dam. <laughs> yeah. That probably went over real well. I'm and he sure. pointed out that the British colonial era sedition law used to convict him went unused for over 50 years. Wow. He stated the authorities only resurrected the law to crush dissent after the 2019 pro-democracy protests. And they really were pro over there. They didn't want uh, the, you know, Hong <coughs> Kong uh, being ruled, you know, by communist China. No, I think that's terrible. I that do that too. happened. And so what's going on in the court right now is not only a legal battle over sedition, because you can't, you know, they use that against you. And we see this in Iran, we see this in a lot of places. 
uh, you get over North Korea, you, you know, you can't even access anything on the Internet. I don't know about Russia. They're probably not as bad, but China is really bad. And taking over Hong Kong. And so the battling the sedition, you know, you being accused of something simply because you're online and you say something. And this is really what the government's been doing. And they tried this many, many years ago. And we were able to stave it off. But you're at the point where they want to control everything now. And that includes in America, but we're we're not there yet, thank God. Yes. Because when when they do do that, they will shut off everything, you know, preaching, teaching, everything. This against their communist regime. And uh, International Christian Concern had reported on. Reverend Peng's involvement because he was involved in anti-extradition laws, pro-democracy movements. He was praying for the revival of religious freedom of Hong Kong, doing sit-ins with parents whose children were trapped during the siege of Hong Kong Polytech University. You know, and so this this guy was really trying to do stuff there. So this is just a little update, a little picture into Hong Kong. And there is a Hong Kong church there, and there are believers there, and there was a lot of businesses that were making a lot of money there. But since the Chinese got it, everything, when the Chinese get involved, your rights disappear. So remember that and pray for Reverend Peng. And understand that in the West, we need to wake up here. And we need to yes, make sure. We do. Yeah. We need to make sure that we watch what they're trying to do. And, and here, especially, we've seen more uh, of, of this coming from the Biden administration. And he has help from a number of sources. Uh, who are going above and beyond their call of duty to bring in socialism. So at any rate, uh, Tower, are you ready for yours? Yes. This story comes to us from opendoorsusa.org. It's North Korean underground Christians, and we've had stories we have covered North Korea and read letters from those inside the country. And again, we bring two letters to read. This again spotlights the brethren in North Korea. Pray for them and please support ministries that work in the underground nations like North Korea. So, um, I Open Doors is the only one I know, Dana, that's uh, working in... Korea, I have not heard anybody else working in North Korea. Or, or maybe there are, but I haven't heard anything. Well, that's, uh, <clears throat> that, I would say that is probably a good supposition because um, open doors, but there's also, uh, I'm trying to think, 
I think there's one more that I found, but, uh, you know, you can't, you know, when you're dealing with North Korea, this is dangerous. It is. And anybody that goes over there crosses a border, that's where they can really get in trouble and never be heard from again. Yep, that's true. So it's literally life and death there. It is. And Open Doors recently received two letters that had been smuggled out of the country. The underground Christians cannot be too specific in their details, but still paint a picture of what it means to be faithful to Christ in North Korea. Between 300,000 and 500,000 North Koreans secretly follow Jesus inside the country, but because of the danger involved, we often don't have direct contact. These secret believers want to share with you how much your prayers mean to them. And this, um, the letters have removed detail for the safety of the individual writing the letter. So the first one is, Dear Brother, how are you doing in the presence of God? I would like to give you an update on how we are doing. Right now, trade is severely restricted because of the pandemic. As a result, there are far too, good, um, are far too few goods to obtain. All the tribulations we face, such as the pandemic and persecution, remind us of a time of war. Despite these difficulties, we remain faithful to the work of Jesus Christ. Our hearts cling to him. The North Korean church has been saved by the blood of Christ. The future of the church depends on our faith, our families, and the next generation. We thank, we thank Father God for his protection and heavenly mercy he sends us every time. We pray desperately that we may hear his voice. We want to thank all brothers and sisters for their love and support from the underground network of the North Korean Church. We pray for you that God will protect your body and soul with his infinite grace and blessing. And another letter. Dear brothers and sisters, excuse me, we want to express our gratitude for your love and help. Every time we receive it, we think of the blood of Jesus who paid for our sins and our faith is strengthened by it. Our hearts fill with warm tears when we experience your love and care. You care for us spiritually and physically. The more difficult life is, the more God's warm help surrounds us. We become united and strong. We do not flinch from the tribulation we find ourselves in. The faith in our hearts is as strong as a fortress. Finally, as always, we want to thank all our brothers and sisters from around the world for their continued support and dedication so that we can continue to believe the sick are healed and we are empowered while you yourselves are already so busy. On behalf of the faithful in my region, I pray for the health of your bodies we, and we pray you, the Lord, will bless you with every blessing. Amen. Those are good stories. I'm glad to hear uh, from North Korea because it's such a closed-off country. It is, and the fact that the way he talks, you know, they they draw close to the Lord, and 
you know, you can you you can detect, you know, how bad it is there through the letter. But you they're know. not wallowing in self pity either. No, they're praying for others, and see, this is by faith. It is. And uh, yeah, we appreciate those letters. We do. And we pray for North Korea, and as we do for all the others. There are so many. Pray for the persecuted church. Pray for North Korea. Now we're over in uh, Nigeria again, and we go to Nigeria a lot. And our prayers and hopes are that Nigeria is going to be able one day to stop the Fulani herdsmen and Boko Haram and there's a chapter of ISIS over in that area and a number of other radical Islamic groups. But what we've been reporting on for some time is the Fulanis. And Fulani itself is a group of um, indigenous herdsmen, cattle. Uh, they uh, raise cattle. They, goats and things. And the thing of it is, is that the Christians usually have the land. But in a lot of these cases, they just attack a Christian village. And this one happened back in October. They killed two Christians in the north-central part of Nigeria. It's just like when they're traveling on their way somewhere. You know, if they happen across somebody to kill, they do. And they slaughtered 13 others in two prior attacks. And this is just, you know, I can't believe this stuff goes on and nobody... You know, the United Nations has, you know, an equal rights, you know, thing, where they stand up for the rights of people. But nobody stands up for the rights of the Christians. That's true. And this comes to us from ChristianNews.net. And, of course, in this thing, some of the notes talk about a Christian woman had one of her breasts cut off. Oh. Can you imagine how that... Oh, that's horrible. And, and that's how bloodthirsty these people are. And while they were in the village, they shot randomly, so cutting off the breast was just part of the entertainment. God. In another village, terrorists killed 10 Christians, displacing hundreds of others. There was a bunch of uh, slain Christians, and they were women, children, and elderly who couldn't escape the onslaught. God, you know, what kind of a... What kind of a person can look themselves, you know... 
you know, if they don't have a mirror, what about their conscience? They got oh, seared conscience. How can you do this? Well, the one way is they've convinced themselves that their God wants them to kill Christians. And so it goes on and on. And we have reported so many people killed by the Polani in Nigeria. Last year, Nigeria led the world in Christians being killed. And it was actually up according to Open Doors. They put out a world watch list every year. So the 2022 came out this year. And that were their figures. Now they not only kill them, they also kidnap them. And that is for a number of reasons. You can sell the women into sex trade. You can sell the kids. You can conscript the children into fighting. And you can sell them as slaves to others. This is unconscionable. It is. It is. I just hate to hear it. I, I don't want that to be like that. No. But the thing of it is, is every life they take, every person, you know, anything they do, the Lord God is going to judge. And he will take out every ounce of blood from them that they have spilled. Yes, he will. And so pray for Nigeria. It has been endless in violence for many, many years. As uh, Kenya doesn't make the, you know, the news a lot, but they have the same issue. And there are so many places in Africa. And this year, of course, you know, they're all facing a famine because of the shortage. And so then the war in Ukraine doesn't help because they're one of the top producers of millet, which many of these villagers use, it, you know. So it, it's, you know, we definitely are, are seeing here people that need our help. And that's why, you know, we desperately need to support the humanitarian and uh, the other Christian ministries like Samaritan's Purse and Open Doors and many others that we've talked about so that they can get help on the ground. Yes, amen. And we're talking food and water and, and clean water. And so many other things, a way to make a living. I mean, there are just so many ways that you can help them. And so, uh, you know, if you haven't done so and you need, you know, some someone to support, and you should be supporting our brothers and sisters overseas, one of the best ways you, you can do it is give to an organization with boots on the ground like the ones I mentioned, and there's lots of them. Uh, but... You know, Tower, I constantly think that the need far outstrips the amount of 
humanitarian organizations that we actually have in the world. Oh, I do too. I do too. And then I see Soros and a number of other billionaires who spend billion of billions of dollars to destroy America. You know, and we have uh, Facebook spending lots of money to build some new platform. I, I mean, you know, people with money. It's more important to help people. That's but true. Many of these people won't do it. Yeah, they will give some. But I'm talking the billions. I mean, you think of all the money that, you know, if you started naming billionaires off, you know, those billions could go a long ways to help these people. Yes, I mean, it could. It's beyond me how people can have so much money and how so many people starve to death. Why can't we get help to them? And we do get help to them. The WIVR Warren Radio, regularly, we support a number of organizations. We, and, and they have boots right on the ground. And one of the ones we like to deal with are those that deal with North Korea and others like them that are almost closed or closed entirely. Because those people have no way of help. So Nigeria, pray for Nigeria and pray for the persecuted church. Now we did a story, Tower, some time ago on Sat 7. Oh, I remember that, yes. And I came across that quite a while ago and this article it comes from Mission Network News Online. And uh, this is going to be dealing with Iran. And the thing that is upsetting about this, of course, we all know about the nationwide protests that are going on even now. Well, they're going to hold public trials for over a thousand people involved in those protests. Wow. Well, see, they're protesting because one young woman was murdered by their security police because she didn't have her covering on. Her hijab. She wasn't wearing that. And that struck a chord with the people of Iran, and they said, no, this ain't going to go on, and they're still protesting over there. So this thing ain't over. But remember, they took all their guns from them, and the only ones that have the guns are the army and the police enforcing the Ayatollah's will. And so the question they came up with is isolated Iranian question, uh, Christians are wondering how to live in light of the unrest. And many of the protesters have called for the death of those in power, which includes the Ayatollah. Yeah. And uh, one particular guy on Sat 7 who has a show, and the show's called Sanctuary of the Heart. That's kind of a good name. I like that name. Yeah. His name's Joe Willie. 
or Wiley, W-I-L-L-E-Y. He says, God is a judge. But at the same time, it must be so very difficult to be in the middle of such turmoil and watch such change. And he says, remember this was sparked by the death of a 22-year-old woman who is not wearing a hijab and she ended up dying in police custody. We as Christians also know that's not just. That's right. And, you know, this is where, you know, when you're living in a country, we're in America. We can't stop what these people are doing over in Iran. We can't stop the Ayatollah. We can't stop their army. We, we can't do anything. So we, we sit here and we read this and we look at it. Meanwhile, we're talking millions of people are involved in this. Thousands and thousands. And over one young woman who was killed over a freaking hijab. Yeah, Something that... you put over your head. That was not justifiable. And see, that Justified. is totally unjust. It is. Yes, it I is. I mean, when you talk about absolute wickedness, this is it. It's outrageous. And to say that you serve a God and you're an Ayatollah and you put up with this, you're a child of the devil, buddy. God help us. And the God that we serve, see, we tell you to repent. We pray for you to repent. But when he comes, you're not going to get mercy from him because you rejected his mercy. Amen. That's the truth. So, Sanctuary of the Heart is actually an interactive prayer program. It was founded over the summer. And it's broadcast over Instagram. And, of course, Instagram has a real big reach. And so the Iranian authorities block the Internet access for many people so they can't go online. But it continues to be on Instagram, and it's also on satellite broadcast. And so the thing about Sat7 USA is to reach people with the gospel, to pray for them, and to see these people come to the Lord. Sat7 USA, now they do have a website. But pray for the people of Iran. Pray for, you know, Sat7. But I'll tell you, these people, you know, these people are serious, man. They're, they're mad about this. And they're tired of this regime. And in some of the coverage I saw, they said that people are tired of being afraid of this regime all the time. Yes, I don't blame them. And they're tired of people getting killed needlessly. Yes. And so in America, when you have the Democrats in power who want to take away your guns, 
you don't let them have the guns because we see all the examples like in North Korea, China, and over here in Iran, among many others that have taken the guns and everything away from the people and they rule the place like a freaking prison. This is godless. Anybody yes, tries to defend Islam and allow them to get away with this is crazy. Period. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. This is another story out of Iran. Comes to us from CBN News. So human rights activists were surprised after two Christians who were being held in Iran's notorious even prison, even prison for their church leadership roles were suddenly released last month. <clears throat> the man, Pastor Nasser, was freed on October 17th, and the woman, Delur, was released October 18th. And the two were released following a riot and a fire at the prison on October 15th. And Nasser had spent two months in solitary confinement before receiving a pardon from the Supreme Leader. And Deleur had spent 38 days in solitary and also received a pardon. But the details about it were unclear. She was originally arrested in July of 21 for starting a house church. And... Um, So Morningstar News reports the pardons for both Christians were unexpected because both parties had previously requested clemency and had been denied. We know that various bodies, the UK government and the UN, were advocating for Pastor Nasser's release. And we know that Evan Prison is hosting protesters and running out of space. But we don't know what made Khomeini do this out of the blue. An expert on Iran for advocacy group Middle East Concern told the outlet, since both Nasser and Deleur had served over one-third of their sentences, they were eligible for early release under Iranian law. Nasser was arrested along with three other Christians in June of 2016 in a town near Tehran. The four men were then charged with missionary activities and actions against national security. In October 2016, and released on bail, Morning Star News reports, in November, the three other men were allowed to leave the Islamic Republic, but Nasser, a convert to Christian Christianity from Islam, had to stay on the, in the country and go on trial. So in May of 2017, he was convicted of acting against national security through forming and establishing illegal house churches and sentenced to 10 years in prison. And he had served five years of his sentence until his release last month. And Daler, also a convert from Islam, was sentenced to in November 2021 to five years in prison for acting against national security by establishing and leading an evangelical, evangelical Christian church. 
according to the article, according to the rights group, Article 18, Daylor was denied parole for the fifth time in July. She was also, she had also been denied a retrial of her case several times. Her sentence was later reduced to two years after the presiding judge realized that he made an administrative mistake in her case. Daylor and five other Christians were arrested by members of the Islamic Revolutionary God, Guard in 2021. The IRG, Islamic Re Revolutionary Guard, held her in solitary confinement for 38 days before transferring her to a wom woman's prison, and she was released on bail in November 2021. When she began serving her sentence in April, she, made, she had made an application for conditional release in August, but it was denied. Nasser and Daler's freedom came following a riot and a fire at the prison on October 15th. At least eight prisoners died in the incident. Amnesty International reported that some of the injured prisoners were shot and that the government likely underreported the total casualties. The Human Rights Group has been called for has call, also called for international monitors to investigate the use of un unlawful force at the prison and to protest <clears throat> and to protect prisoners from further of unlawful killing, torture, and other mistreatments. And Evan Prison is served as the primary location for detaining Iran, Iran Iran's political prins prisoners since 1972. Boy, that's been a long time, Dana. Fifty years. Well, you know, the thing of it is, uh, Evan Prison has been, you know, a terrible place for a long time. And they do have a regular system where they can allow people to be released ahead of time. But there again, this is another one of those things where we find that people are mistreated. And they shouldn't be mistreated. And I think that's the, the biggest issue here. Now, we're moving on. And this is in Iraq. There's been a lot of trouble over in Iraq. The invasion over in Iraq didn't seem to help none. But we know about 24-2015, that was the years of the double blood moons. 2014-2015 was also when ISIS was going through the whole area, Iraq and Syria. And they had invaded Mosul, the cities of the Nineveh government. And... Uh, they were also invaded where a lot of historically Christian uh, uh, had been. And so as a result, and we covered this at the time, uh, and uh, hundreds of families were displaced. But there was also countless women taken as captive for resale, for sexual gratification, all kinds of things. Horrible, horrible. 
and there happens to be what is known as the Virgin Mary refugee camp. Now this is not unknown, uh, you know, because a lot of these churches were connected to the Catholic Church. They were ecumenical, but they were various uh, offshoots of it because of where they were. And many of these churches historically go way, way back. And so in Baghdad, being a mess now, and it is a mess the way things are going, uh, apparently they want to put a shopping center where the people are living in the refugee camp. <laughs> That's not surprising. You I mean, move you know, them out. this is so ludicrous. You know, it's not funny. You know, why can't they get along over there? Well, we could say probably the same reason we can't get along with the Democrats over here. The Democrats can't get along with the Republicans, we just haven't gotten to the fighting and separation and murder stage. But the thing of it is, is Iraq's been a mess since Bush went in there. And we knew it was going to be a mess. We knew it was going to be a mess when he left, and it was. And of course, Biden came along, and... He also created a mess over in that area. And so they say here, decades of severely violent persecution. Well, you see, the thing of it is, over in that area, there were tyrants, but they were also tyrants that had allowed Christian churches to be there. And the persecution and real literal uh, trouble they had wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't even going on because the people that were doing it were more afraid of Saddam Hussein than they were of anybody else. But you see, since he fell and we went through there, there's been years and years of severely violent persecution and so, like in Mosul, there's not many people left. And there has been those people moving back into the area for years and years, trying to settle it. But ISIS has been one of those that has gotten into the region and uh, started uh, going after Christians. So, at any rate, you see a mess there. And the big problem of it is you have this camp, this refugee camp, the only place for them to be. This is where the food and everything goes. They don't know what to do with it. Now, see, when you're a Christian in other countries, you know, you say, well, why don't they flee? The big problem is where do they flee? Where do you go when every nation around you is full of chaos? Every nation around you has some form of Islam they and of course all these have a tendency to fight one another so it is a mess pray for these areas yes please. and we're living in in the end times we're going to have a lot of stuff but that does not excuse the fact we should find a solution but we're too busy over stupid stuff to take up 
the issue of human lives. And stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah. It's all a vanity. Yeah, all of it. Yep. Now, one of the things we're covering now, and I'm going to bring it up, and that is the Jesus film. Mission Network News had a release on this. And the Jesus Film Tower is the most translated film in history. I think that's amazing. I love it. Isn't it? And they have just done their 2,000th language. Wow. Now, they've got it listed in there. I'm trying to see if I can find it. But it has a, it tells you what it is. It's Zoe? The Yeah, Zoe. Z-O. Yeah, isn't that funny? It Zoe. is. And I may not even say that right. Zoe yeah. or... Yeah. So at any rate, you know, the Jesus film, they basically have missionaries and they carry the, uh, the projector and they have the, the white sheet or whatever to project it on. And they can just roll that up, and they take the film with them. And that's what they do. And so they listen to it in their own language. Yeah, that's cool, because sometimes they're illiterate, or a lot of places they're illiterate, and their language isn't even written down. Yeah, and like they were explaining here, in many places, you could have a translated Bible and say, here you go. But that doesn't get that far. Literacy rates can be an issue. They can't read. Maybe they're primarily oral languages, and that's something to consider. Everything's passed down in story form, you know, from patriarch to patriarch, etc. Right. And maybe it says Jesus rode on a donkey. Well, what's a donkey? Maybe they've never seen a donkey before. And so when you have the film, and in their language, there's a donkey. They know what a donkey is. <laughs> they do. <laughs> you know, but I remember when this first came out, and nobody could have guessed that they'd been doing it. And this has been going on all the time. And they were actually doing some, uh, they debuted the, the film. And remember, the whole film is done in Zo, Zio. And they actually had local events because there were refugees and immigrants living in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area, Atlanta, Georgia, and Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh, can you believe that? I didn't know they had those large communities there. No, of uh, people speaking Zo. Yeah. And you know, they um, that's a language um, used mainly in Myanmar. And there is, this surprised me, um, it's spoken by approximately 65,000 people globally, which isn't very much, really. And it includes including refugees and immigrants communities in 28 U.S. states. That really surprised me. That there was that many, commu you know, Zoe people in America. 
Well, you know, the thing of it is, is that when you talk about how we reach people for Christ, the fact that you can have a film project like this, and this thing started years ago. Mm, I remember a, when this first came yes, out. Yes, it's amazing. And here we are in the 2000s language and it's the you know this gospel shall be preached in all the world for a witness and then the end shall come and jesus is the gospel amen and so praise the lord and pass the film yeah i think it's exciting yeah it's been seen by more than 10 million people around the world Wow. And it's the only film to be dubbed into more than a thousand languages. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. More is. than a thousand languages, and now it's at 2,000. So they're way ahead. Nobody even comes close to that many. Yep. Well, at any rate, don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. We have articles and shows. You can also pick up a copy of my book, The Rising. The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. And both sites have links. And you can buy it right off the publisher's website. And uh, so check it out. And also pray for all of these outreaches like this Jesus Project. And pray for all the people that we've covered today. And pray for the persecuted church and people around the world. Lift up your eyes for the harvest is great. And so Tower, we're coming down to the end. So you can sum up and okay well i came across this little prayer and i love it and i think it it would be good if we all prayed it because we get so caught up in life and busy and maybe our priorities get mixed up and i like this little prayer it says dear father teach me to give priority to the eternal values which make life worth living and I think that's something we all should pray. And I just want, we just want you to know we love you dearly out there. We're glad you joined us whenever you do. We love to hear from you and we pray for you. And we pray for your safety and your well-being. Stay faithful to the Lord. And be safe. Good night, everybody. Again, don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com, danaglennsmith.com. Don't forget to pray for the persecuted church. Find yourself a humanitarian, uh, a Christian ministry somewhere that you can help support that has boots on the ground. So uh, until next time, shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.